What's up? Hey, y'all. What up, bro? So, today we have on the New Kids Radio, me, honey, of course, I am here. We also have Shariah. Hey, y'all. Hey. We have Jermaine. What up? And we also have... Oh, dang, I should have told you. <laughs> you didn't jump already. All I got ready is farts. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects will be improved upon soon. <laughs> but our wonderful guest today is Mr. Desmond Dunn of the Dunn Creative Agency. Say hello. What's up, everybody? So, let's start it off with our question of the day. Okay. What show are you currently binging on Netflix or Hulu? Mm. I'm not watching anything right now. I started watching um some show called Mistresses on Hulu. Mistresses. Yeah, it just came on after how to get away with murder one day and I just You been stuck. Yeah, so I'm gonna watch that, but I watched the brothers on Netflix last night. Did I count? No. 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 <laughs> well, I um uh, I am binge watching Stranger Things season two. Mm-hmm, um I'm mm-hmm. on episode three, I think. So I just started yesterday. Um and Mindhunter. Or is it my? It's, it might be plural. Um, it's about like it's a period show in like the early seventies about the FBI profiling and all that. It's really good. So mm. yeah. Okay, so don't judge me, but I'm no judgment. This is a judgment free zone. I'm a cheerleader at heart. <laughs> so um, I am currently watching a show on Netflix called Cheerleader, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's about like an all star cheer team mm-hmm. and like just talk about like, competition stuff like that. And is it I'm, an original? Yeah. Hmm. It's a Netflix original. And then I'm also watching Ozark. Oh, my, a couple of my so, friends told me to watch it. They yeah. say it starts off slow, but it gets it starts off, Yeah, it starts off really slow, but it's, it's really good. I didn't even know there was a show called Cheerleader. Yeah. Is it like reality or is it It's true? reality. Okay. It's reality. It's like they basically you just like, it's just like they in the gyms and they like do interviews like, you know, with different people. But it's basically mm-hmm. just showing the cheer teams like getting ready for competition, how they train, how they practice. Okay. Sounds interesting. Yeah. I am binge watching Salem because it is still spooky month and it will always be spooky month as long as I'm alive. Um, it's a really, really good period show about witches um, on Netflix and Hunter Hunter. I am rewatching it, the 2011 version, not the original for all of my anime nerds because I know I'm the only one. I just started like trying to get into. Yeah, it's. I'm gonna send you a list of stuff to watch. We will. I've, I've watched. What have I watched so far? Um, uh, Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Um, Too intense for me. Really, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, One Punch Man. I love One Punch Man. Um, what else have I seen? Um, I can't remember, but I've watched like four so far. Mm-hmm. So. I'm getting there. Oh, Sailor Moon counts. For sure. Yes, Sailor Moon counts. All right, on to city events. November 18th, they will be having at MOCAD Black History 101. Uh, The Black History 101 Mobile Museum is an award-winning collection of Black memorabilia not usually found in mainstream history museums and original artifacts dating from the transatlantic slave trade on through the golden age of hip-hop. Um, museum founder Khalid El Hakim will be there on hand to discuss his fresh and creative view of history and to foster honest conversations about race and social justice. This is kind of cool. I feel like it's an event that you probably wouldn't think to see at MOCAD. Yeah. Yeah, that, not special nerd. Yeah, MOCAD. not at MOCAD. So that's cool. So that's November 18th. That's the Black History 101 Mobile Museum. Um, also on November 18th, there is the grand opening of Detroit Sit in the Livernois Six Mile Fitzgerald neighborhood. neighborhood. They will be opening at 11 a.m. This is a coffee shop owned by a black woman um, who moved back home a few years ago to open a coffee shop in her old neighborhood. This is a really, really, really good thing for that neighborhood because yeah. it's a neighborhood that's seen a lot of blight, um, but is now like starting to be revitalized with a lot of hands-on from the actual community. And we've talked cool. about this on a couple of episodes, but like this, it'll be interesting watching the development in this area because more money is starting to be put in, like yeah, they, city yeah, money. It's flowing. Yeah, yeah it's flowing. so they are definitely um, gonna get it popping over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And last, actually no, not one. I have one more after this. November thirtieth, actually November twenty-six. Excuse me. At the Baltimore Gallery, there will be the launch of Create Proper. This is a musical production and consulting company started by our own Jay Prime. Woo woo! Hey. Shout out to Jay. 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 Shout out to
Shout out to Jay. Um, Justice is one of Jermaine and our client and my clients, um, and we are really, really excited for this event. She's been working very, very hard on her she company has. Um, for about what, like a year now. She's yeah. been working on it, and so I'm really, really proud of her and happy to see her get the opportunity to celebrate it. So shout out Jay. And last but not least, um, the studio. Speaking of Jay, where she records, Assemble You on November thirtieth. Assemble Sound um, talks Spotify and streaming. Um, Assemble Sound will be hosting the next part of their series, Assemble You, with four members of the actual Spotify team um, to talk on understanding the world of streaming and how independent artists can effectively leverage platforms like Spotify to share their work, build an audience, and grow revenue. All of my musicians, all of my rappers, all of my producers, all of y'all. Even if you just do it as a hobby, this is a free event. They are flying out four members of like Spotify. actual Spotify to come and talk to y'all about the best way to market and get your music onto streaming services, not even just Spotify, um, but how to navigate that. It can be very hard. We have to do it as well for the podcast, yes. mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am clueless about it. So I <laughs> like definitely took off work to go to this event. So I hope I really, I really, really hope I see y'all there. Um, and Assemble You does this monthly, so okay. um, keep checking out Assemble Sound's Facebook page. I think it's usually where they put the most info on it. <clears throat> All right, so the event's over. Now for these hot topics and current events. Let's get politics out of the way because I hate talking about politics. I'm making my heart hurting. So... Paul Manafort and Rick Gates surrendered to the FBI this week. Was it yesterday? Yes. Um, So they have been indicted by a federal grand jury on 12 different counts, including conspiracy against the U.S. Uh, Former Trump campaign uh, chairman Paul Manafort, he pleaded not guilty as well as Rick Gates. They both pleaded not guilty. Rick Gates was another campaign official. Um, George, how do you say this? Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. That's what I think about that. Papadopoulos. I actually pleaded guilty to making false statements to the FBI um, in response to questions about the campaign's connection to Russian attempts at meddling with the 2016 election. Um, Both Manafort and Gates will be put on house arrest with a $10 million bond and a $5 million bond placed Uh, on both of their While I am grateful. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So they out here messing with the whole U.S. government. The whole government. <laughs> and they get house arrests. And they get house arrests. Wow. And uh, Manafort supposedly just spent like almost a million dollars at a vintage rug store or something like right before this happened. Well, hell, he got to sit in the house. He going right. to go He wants like. to be nice. <laughs> you know what? Like, while I am overjoyed that Trump and his cronies are finally getting the justice they deserve, if Trump gets impeached... I just want y'all to remember. It will be no better. That we have to deal with Mike Pence. Who is even worse. Worse and smarter. He's the mastermind. Donald Trump. Do so, we still have to deal with the House and the Senate? Yes. Oh, my God. So while it is like a dream come true for Trump to be out of office, remember who's under him and next in line in terms of impeachment. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, politics makes my head hurt. This it whole country, man. So sad. Like, I just don't understand how I you can, like, them. sell a little bit of weed and you go to jail, but they mess with the whole government. And, and they get house arrested. House arrest. <laughs> like, I'm just chilling in the house, watching Netflix. Chilling in my mansion. This watching my watching Stranger Things, too. You know? Mm-hmm. No biggie. Uh, <sighs> and probably still running the government. For oh, time. yeah. Still running. <laughs> still getting paychecks. Still getting paychecks. Uh, All right, a little bit closer to home and city news. Um, mm. Belle—it's actually not Belle Isle Lake, but it's a lake on Belle Isle. Um, I don't have the name of it here. <laughs> There's a lake on Belle Isle that's about to undergo a five million dollar reconstruction. Um, construction actually began last week, and it's slated to be completed by 2018. Um, the new lake will include a new overpass for cyclists and motorcyclists, um, as well as. Um, it's what is connecting it? it yeah connecting it to I believe the rest of the, the river um, so this is actually going to increase oxygen levels in the lake and will um, help with fish spawning which is going to bring more fish to this lake supposedly and increase fishing opportunities for people so I, I need Bill out to get Wi-Fi <laughs> and it's I need outside. them I don't care <laughs> they got Wi-Fi downtown why they can't have Wi-Fi on Bell they going to bring some catfish girl why girl. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that I can eat them. <laughs> oh, it's called Lake Okanoka. And I need them to open the zoo back. They definitely need to. They open definitely need to open the zoo. Like, come on, with healthy animals. Please. Yeah, healthy. I don't think any animals in the zoo are healthy, but I mean, at least look healthy. Yeah, look, yeah, look, 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 as long as they better, healthy. as long as they better than them hood ass animals at the Detroit Zoo, because they, they be chilling. Okay, I'm they like, are not go to the Detroit Zoo. I'm like, for what? You know the little commercials when they be playing the sad music. That's what the animals are. Like. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. Zoo animals are not impressed. <laughs> they they do not be like, what you want me to what move? They yeah, be um, looking at you like, why are you here? Come on. Why am I here? <laughs> Why am I here? Take me home. The thing is, I actually love the zoo. Like, really? I love the zoo. I hate it. I loathe it every time I go. Because every time I go, I end up going like in the middle of the summer. Oh, yeah, kids. With a bunch of kids. Yeah. And it's hot. And you got to find a cooling station every two seconds. And when you finally find a piece of shade. It's really weird, so though, because like, I've always like loved the zoo. Sometimes I just like love animals in general. Period. And, um, like, I go to school in Toledo. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Toledo are, like, the second Same best zoo, zoo in yeah. the country. But it's so trash to me. Really? really? It is terrible. <laughs> but the thing is, though, like, they just added this really cool new feature. And I feel like, I don't know, they just added this really cool new feature where they have, like, an open safari, basically. Type uh-huh. thing where, like, you get on this train <laughs> and, like, all the animals are, like, out in the open. In the open. Except for, like, these, like, the African wild dogs. Mm-hmm. No, but they have, like, vultures, giraffes, um, rhinos. Um, and you're supposed to just walk in it? Zebras. I mean, no, it's a train, but they, they can, like, right, literally, right. they literally can, like, come up to you, like, mm-hmm. and you, like, that's close okay. to you are, that's how close they are. So, um, like, it's no finch nothing, like, blocking mm-hmm. it. The train is open and everything. Mm-hmm. But they just added this really cool, like, um, challenge course mm-hmm. on top of the safari thing. I've done one of those in in Africa though. Like it was very interesting. So I think I thought that was pretty that. lit. That's crazy. I've been on safari but I never done no challenge courses. Either. Yeah, we were like on top of the trees and like you like That's cross amazing. bridges and stuff. That's amazing. It's intense. <laughs> and yeah. I hate heights. So y'all can imagine how. I think that's pretty cool, but for the most part, I just thought it was like it's really like boring. It doesn't. I thought the Detroit Zoo was better, really? only because the Detroit Zoo, you know how they make that shift of from inside to outside. Yeah, like you can still go to the zoo in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where in Toledo you can't. Like mm-hmm. it's closed. Like everything once they go inside, they inside. They inside. <laughs> you know, but it's like you live in a winter climate. Like why yeah, don't why you, you have it to wear like we got an inside zoo and an outside zoo? Like especially <laughs> if you're gonna be like to the best. Right. You feel me? Like. Like, like, that is a great question. I know one of them used to be uh, the Omaha Zoo in Nebraska. Oh. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was one of the top. I have like a goal to kind of go to like at least like twenty zoos before I die. You got to. I, like, I like the. Omaha I definitely Omaha. want to do a safari. I'm going to Disney World in uh, December. Oh, so my goal safari. is to do the Disney safari. Oh, yeah. for I still sure. haven't done the Disney because <laughs> I heard it's really intense. <laughs> I just don't like animals. So. <laughs> All right, and some city business news. Meyer is set to come downtown-ish. Um, so there's a $60 million mixed-use development that will be located um, on East Jefferson right before downtown um, going west. Um, it's anticipated to open fall 2019 and will include some apartments and condos. Um, this Meyer, however, will only be about 42,300 square feet as opposed to its eight mile and lower counterpart, which is which is actually two hundred and fifteen thousand square feet. So, it's gonna be um, so small. quite a yeah. difference is going to be very small. Probably won't um, have clothes. It probably just won't have, have clothes. It'll be simply groceries, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. is fine. Um, it's needed. It's fine if they could. I have a whole bunch of recalls on their groceries, <laughs> but it's needed in that area because there's <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, honestly, <laughs> uh, there's no like major grocery store Mm-mm. unless you go further down Jefferson and mm-hmm. then even it's still like smaller chains um, yeah but then you know they got like the whole like delivery things now yeah. for yeah. downtown because like yeah. I say downtown so yeah. yeah I use ship it it's another one I can't think of what it's called but I just feel like like Detroiters complain about not having fresh produce mm-hmm. in the neighborhoods with it now being so many empty vacant lots in neighborhoods mm-hmm. it's nothing to start a community garden we got one. Yes, we have one. And shout out to Raphael, too. Uh, yes, Raphael, yeah. $40,000. Yes, he hit his $40,000 mark. He donated. He's, uh, he was one of our podcast guests, and he's trying to open. Six. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to open his own grocery store. Awesome. On the east side. So, For shout sure. out to him. Um, traffic in that area is going to be interesting, because they just finished a apartment complex on um, I want to say that's like Orleans yeah and um, across Lafayette from Park is slated to get redone as well yeah across from uh, 
Urban Soul and oh, where's, area. Where, where's the grocery store going to be? Between it's on Jefferson between Rivard and Rapel. On Jefferson between mm-hmm. Rivard and Rapel, it's two grocery stores right there too. Mm-hmm. I stay right there. That's this, how I know. Yeah, it's like Lafayette Foods, I think. Yeah, and then the there. other one is actually really nice. Okay. I appreciate the grocery stores coming down to like the inner city, you know, city proper and not the suburbs. However. I need First them to keep putting grocery stores in actual food deserts. Yeah, like, Kroger. <laughs> yeah. I need bring to back Farmer Jack, bro. Bring Come on! Bring back Farmer Jack. Jack. <laughs> Hashtag bring Or bring a glory food. So, that's kind of what that is. Yeah. I just, or more all these everywhere. That's what I really wanted to see. I, I like all these books. I'd be ready to scrap about that basket. That's 25 Don't you get it back. I can't take it outside. Like, I got 17 it, it was the last one I was there it was you got a disaster it was a disaster and I had just left the gym I had bought like a whole bunch of heavy stuff I was dying it was terrible so yeah keep up keep on the lookout for that Meyer and other developments popping up um, last but not least mm. dun, dun, dun. in our entertainment category for the city today <laughs> it should come as no surprise now, now before we talk about this let's put out a disclaimer that we are in no way discrediting I love this bitch yes the I love please, Cardi girl we, rock we love you. you girl however <laughs> Cardi B received the spirit of Detroit award over the weekend and there's been a lot of confusion <sighs> I don't know how to feel about it like I get it like I know some like high school, I was, when I was in high school there was never these parts I can't when I was in high school some of my peers actually got Spirit of Detroit Award. Yeah. yeah. I got so, plenty of people I got them. Yeah. And if you look at the qualifications, because a few people um, like Phil, shout out to Famous Phil. Hey, um, hey, Phil. But so, a, like a few Detroiters were tweeting about like, what are the qualifications? And mm-hmm. Phil was like, okay, you know, I looked at this on the website and this is what it states. And basically the award is supposed to be for um, individuals who have exhibited outstanding service to the citizens of Detroit. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to necessarily be a native Detroiter to receive the award. However, your service needs must, to be in Detroit. Yeah, and towards the citizens of Detroit in a such a substantial way Which that you want to be done. recognized by the city. Like, so, unless she on some type of Beyonce tip where she done all this donating, we just don't know that it was her. Like, <laughs> Because you're from the Bronx, like, right, so like, I know like, you donate back to your neighborhood. Right, like, I make like, sense. I feel like it's so many other people that could have got it. Yeah, um, oh for sure, Phil could have got her. it. Phil could have got, got it. Give me one, right? He could get it. Like, give it. And Cash Dog was like, oh, this is somebody, like, right. somebody Detroit. Like, she? Yeah, Cash Dog. She tweeted like this disrespect. That's what made it like go viral, like, because yeah. she had like tweeted about it and they like broke on all of like the um, shade room, the shade room, and all stuff of like that. But she has one, though, doesn't she? Yeah, she got she one. Has one. Yeah, she did get one, but they gave Bow Wow one too. Nobody did this one. They gave Bow Wow one. And Jermaine Dupri. And Jermaine Debris. So, can we talk about this city council? Because what kind? But you're like, the they, they, they said they, they said they, they never do. Well, okay. So who gave it to her? Is it real? I looked at I looked at that exchange, and Mary Sheffield said it didn't come from her office. I thought it came from Brenda Jones' office. So yeah, it could have come from somebody else's oh, office. Okay. It just didn't come from those so specific like, people. How do you? Is there no? So is there a city council member has the ability you. to yeah. give? They don't vote on it. Anyone who deems fit. There's no office or there's no vote. Like no fact checker. No, no. Yeah, they just trust each other. At this they point. just have a bunch of photocopies. Photo Which would make sense. Trade awards. Which would make sense. Same signatures. Like Basically. you get an award, you get an award, you get an award. It's the city, so I'm but, not surprised. Yeah, I think that um, she. I don't think she should have got one. I feel like, and then the way the city is set up, it was just like between Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Like, oh my gosh, y'all so terrible. Y'all want to talk about what people do for the city, and then y'all boo that girl off the stage at the Cardi B concert. Well, the girl off the stage at the Cardi B concert sucked. So. so um, <laughs> <laughs> what that got to do with her getting a spirit of Detroit with? I, mean, I feel like a spirit of you know, Detroit is just It's funny like, people who could have deserved that. You know, it's people out here doing real example, work. Myself. Yeah. I'm out here dedicating my time to these stupid little cheerleader girls <laughs> to be a coach five days a week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, it's people out here who volunteer in their time to be mentors to mm-hmm. other people's kids and making sure that they make it to school and got money for lunch and making sure they got an after school activity to participate in. It's putting in hard work. work. And we have so many different leagues You like know that. who should have got one? I think his Instagram name is 
I'm so Jay Reed or something like that. Mm-hmm. He has like a, a literacy program where he goes and teach high schoolers how to read at an adequate level. Wow. See? And he went viral. He's a rapper as well. Okay. Okay. And he went viral for rapping like on the shade room and stuff like that because he did a really dope rap about Black Lives Matter. And um, yeah. Moral of the story. Boo to you, city council, because what? Uh, Right. (laughs) Because like... <laughs> what is what are the qualifications? Please answer us. The, the world wants to know. We need to know. Well, all right. So that's everything in hot topics, news, and events and sound effects. So we're, we're going to take, take a break. Yes, a commercial break. <laughs> we'll be back to interview Desmond. Yay! Hey guys, it's Shariah. So if you're interested in working with uh, us individually, you can check out all of our work. Uh, for Jermaine, she does small business consulting as well as nonprofit consulting. You can check her out on Twitter at Jermaine Pencil or on Instagram at gpencilconsulting underscore or look at her website at gpencilconsulting.com. For all things art related, including management, branding, and all that good stuff, you can check out Honey. You can check out her website at honeyacross.com as well as her Twitter and Instagram at honey underscore spiffy. Uh, You can check me out for small business consulting as well as career consulting at marshallcareerconsulting.com or on Twitter at Shariah M or Instagram and Facebook at Marshall Career Consulting. We're back. Hey, guys. Hey, y'all. Yo, yo, yo. yo, I cannot. (laughs) All right. So we are here with Desmond Dunn of Dunn Creative Agency, a marketing agency. So if you want to just kind of introduce yourself, tell the people what you do. Um, (laughs) no, uh, like y'all know, my name is Desmond, um, 25, just turned 25, um, at the beginning of this month, actually. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! birthday. birthday. I celebrate the whole month. It's still your birthday, so I'm still accepting gifts until tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you know, I have my own marketing agency. I'm in school full time at the University of Toledo. Um, I'm a cheerleading coach for two different teams now. So that's pretty much some of my recent things (laughs) in life. (laughs) All right. So, are you a Detroit native? East side, West side? Favorite? I am from the West side of Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) From the West side of Detroit, Uh. born and raised, um, Linwood and Davidson area, to be exact. Are we neighbors? (laughs) Are we? (laughs) Are we? So, yep, little West side kid. So what's your favorite Coney Island? Legends on Linwood and Davidson. I still haven't even eaten there. Girl, what? <laughs> I've had bad legends so many other places that no. I, I passed by it on the, the legends time. I on Linwood and Davidson. Okay, you're tripping. You're tripping. <laughs> the legends on Linwood and Davidson is where y'all need to go. I like the Grandies too on Grandies Davidson is good. because yeah. they use like all organic and like <laughs> shit. They have the, like, Coney. They literally have it like written down, like yeah. written down. No, yeah, some Coney's do offer like organic options. Not, yeah. which is really like, I don't kind of for that's like going to Waffle House in Atlanta. Like, let me get a vegan waffle. Like, what? <laughs> I ain't come here for this. Give me the grease. <laughs> right. I so, uh, what high school did you attend? I know you said you went to University of Toledo for college. Mm-hmm. So. I graduated from Southfield High. Southfield High. Southfield High, yep. Blue Jays. I am a Blue Jay. Ooh. Class of 2011. Can It'll be 10 years. <laughs> in a couple years well way to make me feel like because my <laughs> 10 years next year, next year so oh jesus <laughs> <laughs> so yeah oh, deep 10 years that's crazy <laughs> that made me sit down like what 17 years of friendship for me girl <laughs> what are you going to school for uh marketing, marketing. international okay. business yep okay so do you oh, have gosh. any oh, fancy trying to be <laughs> do you have like do you take any specific uh training or just the uh just your major well um, so with the international business you have to take a foreign language mm-hmm. and then you have to do like a study abroad as well so um, I'm just getting to my foreign language classes so don't ask me to speak anything I am I'm going to be taking Arabic I want to oh. take up Arabic because wow. I feel like that's one culture that's like really invading mm-hmm. you know yeah. the US yeah. so um, I want to be able to speak it you know, mm-hmm. and really sit down with those people. You see a lot of, in, in a lot of like top executive offices, you see a lot of Arabic, Caucasian, and 
Chinese. Hmm. So, um. So Mandarin, English, and Arabic. Yeah. What's what Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Because when you think about like Dubai and you think about mm-hmm. all these other places, like yeah. non-Western culture is really starting to dominate. The exactly. Market. And that's why I was like, when I was like, there were people asking me like, well, what do you like want to take up? And I'm like, do Spanish. I'm like, uh, no. no. You don't really see a lot of Mexicans at the top. <laughs> 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 no shade. No shade. No shade. Wait, I was sitting here like, I'm trying not to say nothing racist. <laughs> During this segment, he went right for it. It's I not racist. It. It's not but it's not super shady. <laughs> <sighs> that was great. I love it. Not only do you not, but listen, the reason why I say that is not only do you not see a lot of Mexicans at the top, but if you do see Mexicans at the top, they speak English. Yeah. But a they lot of major companies, to... you don't see a lot of major companies that's. Spanish and Spanish who speak Spanish ran from a Spanish CEO mm-hmm. in South America. Mm-hmm. You know, it's usually American ran in South America. Mm-hmm. That makes you sense. know, so but when you go to Dubai and all those other places, they sit at the top of their company. You get and I feel like with Spanish, you can get that kind of training, like using something simple like, you know, Rosetta Stone. Exactly. Or like yeah. maybe like a YouTube. community classes. Like I would yeah, pay YouTube. college tuition to learn Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> like I just not unless I was it. going for Spanish. Like I'm going exactly. to learn. Or I'm moving. Like, exactly. Right. Yeah. Spanish Even culture. then I'd probably still go. Just send me over there and I'll figure it out. Just sign up for the Spanish club like a local uh <laughs> let's go down to the Y. The Y <laughs> Some yeah, but other than that, I'm taking my regular marketing classes and stuff like that, and um, trying to study abroad next year. So, um, where do you want to study abroad? I want to go everywhere. I'm like a travel guru. Like, I, I really just love traveling. So, I want to go. The opportunities that we kind of have, like, opportunities to go everywhere. But one of my like really big goals is I don't want to do a, a study abroad. I more so want to do a uh, a switch. Mm-hmm. I'm exchange student. Exchange, yeah, for an exchange student, I want to go to London. Okay. For a year to, uh, or a semester, I should say, to um, like just live that culture and be out mm-hmm. there for London a while. London is nice. Yeah, we had um, a kid who was on my cheer team who actually was from um, Manchester. Okay. And who was here for a whole school year, so I want to like go there see what their culture is like. Study abroad. I, I encourage everybody to take advantage not even just necessarily study abroad from an academic aspect but just, just going away. and be immersing yourself in a separate culture through I, your absolutely. own um, because it's a very eye-opening experience especially for us as people of color as mm-hmm. black people um, getting that other cultural view um, is a very interesting experience yeah. and, and especially because we talk about like across the world be, being black is an experience mm-hmm. um, absolutely so just you know getting that through someone else's eyes is very different being black and then also when you go abroad you realize that being American oh yeah being American they can't oh, stand I've been out the country a couple times so they I know for a fact yeah. like and it was really weird my very first like experience of being an American around other foreigners believe mm-hmm. it or not being uncomfortable mm-hmm. was at Cedar Point mm-hmm. I worked at Cedar Point mm-hmm. like right out of high school so it would have been summer 2012 mm-hmm. And um, I got friends from Bolivia and Spain, China, Ecuador, Istanbul, Russia, Germany. Like, they were from everywhere. Mm-hmm. They came from Jamaica. Yeah. They came from everywhere. And it was just really, like, crazy to hear, like, how they think about us and how yeah. they feel about us. Mm-hmm. And they hate us. I mean, with good reason, because America is... Yeah, but it does make sense. Now, like, but what I have to tell, like... So their whole biggest thing is we're lazy. Yeah, that's I thing. get that a lot. And what I like, what I what I spoke to the people who I worked with in my specific job um, was, you gotta like look at it from an American standpoint. You know, you guys come. A lot of you guys come from third world countries, or so develop, yeah, developed or countries. underdeveloped countries where the finances are not as there. I say, well, when you come from America, it's different. You know, you're born into a decent sometime situation. Or you have the opportunities you know, available for you to And you got the opportunities available. I say, but you are born and raised to be the best, do the best. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of your family. You got to get the money. You got to, you know, that's the, America is the dream goal for you. And we already in the dream goal. Yeah. And so, I, um, when I was 16, my first study abroad experience, I went, I stayed with a family in Germany and I went like I went to school with this girl um, hung out with her friends and like 
just the questions that they would ask me, not only like not only being American, not only being black, but being from Detroit. Like <laughs> it would be it would be just like so like the scenarios and stuff that they would ask me would be you couldn't even imagine. But I remember sitting in class with her and just like watching how they interact and watching how they approach and their perspective on academics versus the American um perspective which is also interesting because american uh education is like at the bottom tier now mm-hmm. um so it's very interesting the emphasis that we put on ed- like education but we also have that entitled and elitist perspective that mm-hmm. we're better than everybody else but our systems suck um True. so yeah i definitely can relate to that eye-opening experience <laughs> and i've yeah. had several so what was your first, well, I don't know. What was your first job? I would say out of college, but you're still in college, so we're going to go high school. <laughs> yeah, those are always fun. I actually never had a job in high school. Really? really? Yeah, my mama didn't want me to, my parents didn't want me to work when I was in high school. So Cedar Point was like your first job right after high school? Yeah, Cedar Point was my first job like right out of high school. Wow, so you went straight into like culture shock. And right. Like, yeah, like what is you? No, <laughs> we hate people. Like, <laughs> Like, wait a minute. I thought Cedar Point was all Yeah, like, I wanted to work in high school, but, like, my family is, like, my father, I'm Jamaican. So, my father's, like, my father died when I was in eighth grade. Okay. But his side of the family's, like, really big on education. My mom's side was really big on it, too. So, um, they're like, no, you're not going to work. Stay in school. You're not going to work where you in high school. We're just going to let you focus on school, focus on sports, Mm -hmm. and then what you do. But, and then the gag is, though, to this day, they still, like, if I was to like be like, okay, I'm going to work a job, like they don't want me to take a job that's like over a certain amount of money mm-hmm. because they feel like you're going to make, you're going to start seeing all this the money, money and, it's going and you're going to be like, well, what I got to go to school for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if I was like, I got this job for $15 an hour, they'd be like, ah, no, don't take it. Like what? <laughs> $10 is the max. What you doing? <laughs> Man, my mama was like, get a job. <laughs> get a job. Like That was Tanya. Tanya was like, that's what I'm like. Yeah, yeah, she crazy. So it must be the name. My mom was like, you want all this extra stuff, like, you know, I'm going to feed you. Man, <laughs> I'm going to put a roof over your head and I'm going to okay. feed you. But all this other stuff Monday is. specials from Popeye's every Monday. Listen, like, if you all this cheer stuff, everything, you pay for it. Yeah. And then she told me, she's like, when you turn 18, you don't have to go to college, but as soon as you step outside my door, I'm changing the locks. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> don't so. tell me that, because I can never leave. What you mean? <laughs> like, she was like, I need to go check the mail because I'm changing the locks. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm just Go ahead, give me a job. <laughs> so, funny. with starting your business, what was the first uh, business hurdle that you had to overcome? So, y'all might not know, but my this is like my second business, technically. Okay. So, my very first business, I started right out of school too. Well, just like my third out. <laughs> anyways, um, my very like first first business of my own, I thought I was going to was called Reveal Detroit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but mm-hmm. it was started off as an online like magazine mm-hmm. and this was like when Detroit had just started going through whole like gentrification mm-hmm. and all these things were popping up so I was like well I was living downtown I was working downtown I was you know um I was I was home for a summer I was taking classes downtown so I was always downtown mm-hmm. and I knew I was going so many places just for fun with friends mm-hmm. and I knew so much people saying something to do in Detroit mm-hmm. so I started this online magazine and like one of the biggest hurdles for me was more so just I feel like a lot of people feel like I can start a business and I can make money off of it. But if you're not really passionate about it, mm-hmm. it's never going to work. It's never going to take off. You know, um, coming out of high school, my senior year of high school, me and my best friend was like, we're going to start an online magazine called Fashion Bazaar. It was our like senior year. And See, I was, thought y'all was going to take the world over. No, but it was about to pop before we quit. <laughs> it was it was like, y'all know what Faux Show, Faux Show Maggie is? Like, yeah. just to make fashion. Mm-hmm. We came out around the same time. Okay. And our job was popping. We had, like, an interview like, Big Sean. Big, yes. This was before Big Sean had got, like, really, really high. We had, like, an interview, like, early back. We was getting, like, really good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we had, like, lifestyle sections. And, like, we was giving tips of the day. It was really hot. <laughs> and then we just like, all right, this ain't it. We done. We bored. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... Um, 
during that time is when I discovered my love for marketing. Okay. Right. Before that, I was just going to go to school for medicine. I was going to go to school to be an athletic doctor. Okay. Ooh, that's a wow. But that's yes, a, that's a lot to go through. Yeah, so. <laughs> a big contrast to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, oh, totally different. Like, <laughs> totally different. So, it was, like I said, for me, I just tell people all the time now because I get so many questions like, well, like, what's, like, what's the biggest thing with, you know, being an entrepreneur is just staying consistent and really having a passion for it. Like, and one thing I see, like, in college students and a lot of our kids coming up is they feel like I don't have to go to college to be successful. I agree and disagree. Mm-hmm. I agree and disagree because I tell all of my younger cousins, if you don't go to college for nothing, go for the connections. Mm-hmm. You never know who you're going to meet. You don't go to college to learn anything. You go to college to build connections. Mm-hmm. And experience. And experience. Yeah. I tell my little sister all the time. The experience, the experience is anything. The experience is everything. Like, it. That's really what And you're you never going to have that. You're never going to be in that same like environment at that age. Again. Yeah. It's again. Never like. It's so many, like, my cousins who are my age. I have a really crazy story, so I don't get to all of that. But my cousins who are my age, they dropped out of college their first semester because they would listen to their parents. You know, mm-hmm. their parents were telling them, like, you ain't got to go to college. Like, it ain't that serious. And my family was telling me the same thing because I had graduated high school late. And um, they're like, you ain't got to go. It ain't that serious. I'm like, no, I'm going to college. Like, this is what I want to do. And now, like, looking back, like, me and my cousins can't even relate. Like, y'all still sitting down with y'all parents. Like, I've already had, like... Two apartments. Mm. I, I bought my own car, you know. So like, when I come home and I talk to my parents, like, "Ooh, class will stress me out," or yeah. Jesus, like, I need help with my rent. Like, I can call y'all and talk about it because y'all don't okay, know what I'm going through. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. So with your um, with your agency, what services do you offer? Everything. No, but um, <laughs> so I do. Brand identity, I do social media marketing, I help with website development, content creation, logo development, not creating a logo, but helping you like get it created in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, creative marketing, event planning, electronic press kits. Um, so creative marketing is like photography and all, you know, stuff like that, videography. Um, pretty much everything marketing. Uh, do all those things, do you You said you don't do the logo, do you source those other things that you don't do out? Yes, okay. I outsource logos, websites, and um, videography and mm-hmm. stuff okay. like that, yeah. So what does a day in the life of Desmond look like? As of lately, busy, but a good busy. You know, I went through a phase. Um, I ended up staying home this semester from school and taking my classes online. And I moved home in June. I moved home June 1st. I was really excited to move home because I hadn't lived here for three years. I'm like, Detroit popping. It's going to be so much to do. Were you living in Toledo? I was living in Toledo and I hated it. And I was like, ooh, Detroit popping. It does. So when I came home, like the first month was terrible. I was depressed. I'm like, wow, I realized I don't have no friends here. <laughs> Remember I just talked about that on yeah. Twitter? Like, I yeah. don't have no friends here. Like, I don't have no friends here. All my friends are at school. Um, <laughs> and then, like, the people that I do have here, like, they don't like to do the same things as me. Mm-hmm. I've grown as a person. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, the things I used to hang out in, everybody's different and weird now. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> Whether or not you stayed or <laughs> right, no, I'm saying. But I think we all. It's crazy because we all kind of started off in that same scene. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I remember we all met. What was that? Like three, four years ago at yeah. one of the girls' parties. Yeah. So, yeah. so like, and that was a whole different time. Whole different time. So coming back, I'm telling people like, oh, my summer gonna be lit, and like the first two months were just so depressing. So then it was like, all right, August rolls around. I'm leaving. Like, nope, you're gonna stay here for till January. And now things are picking up, like, business is picking up. Um, I'm not working no nine to five at this point now. I'm strictly surviving off my business. And, mm-hmm. So I'm leaving in January to go back to school, but I'm gonna kind of be like commuting back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm coaching cheerleading two different teams. So that, that really came like out the blue because I never would have thought I'd be coaching, but I actually love it. So, um, yes, you know, the, the day in life for me is I'm waking up. Um, trying to coach I'm trying to I'm talking to clients all day every day I'm doing business meetings I'm going to happy hours and brunches I'm living a lifestyle that I want to live yes (laughs) yes some snaps (laughs) sorry guys all the serious parts (laughs) my bad I'm gonna get better at this 
So we've interviewed a few different brand and marketing professionals now uh, with all unique clientele. So who is your ideal client? My ideal client, I don't want to throw shade at anybody. Anyone in like a specific industry, yeah, well, peers, people who are already established, like yeah, what kind of brand new for. businesses. My ideal client is somebody who matches whose business and who, as an individual, matches the same lifestyle as me. Okay, like my brand represents the lifestyle that I live. Mm-hmm. You know. Or live and aspire to live even better. Mm-hmm. You know, very high style, very upscale. You know, so I'm not going to do um, certain type of clients. I'm not going to do music artists per se because that's really you. I would do little stuff for, it, but I'm not about to just take on the whole music artist client because that's more so falls in the line of management and marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm not going to do like a hair company. I'm not doing stuff like that. I might mm-hmm. do like a social media for you or something like that. But as far as like you really want me to take over your company and build it to the next mm-hmm. level, um, I have to really see the vision and go. So you're and it's some more business clients, like corporate business clients. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or I will work with small businesses as mm-hmm. well, but it has to be a very specific type. Very specific type, and I have to see that you really own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't want nobody to approach me like, oh, I got this, this, this this goal or I have like this thing I want to do but I don't know what direction I'm going to go in or that's cool Mm -hmm. I can help you with that but I just need to know that you really 100% fully dedicated to what the business is about to I just know that you're really passionate about it because if you're not passionate about what you're doing you're not going to be passionate about putting in work to it so makes sense so how do you evaluate yourself and determine your next big steps um break down that question for me (laughs) (laughs) so like how do you basically how do you set goals or how do you oh like look at your own self to improve I'm a huge goal setter um I don't don't think you follow me like on Instagram or anything like that you do okay so like I'm always talking about goals um I'll break down so at the top of the year I do a vision board Mm -hmm. and then I do a goal list for every quarter we should have a vision board party you guys that'll be lit I do a goal list for every quarter and a lot of people actually don't follow quarters yeah I'm a very big quarter person. I'm a very big quarter person. So, and it's really weird. A lot of people ask me, like, what's the quarter? And I'd be like, listen, get hit. Like, you know, I'm a very big quarter person and I do weekly goals, monthly goals. So, I'm always like doing a goal list and I'm always trying to knock them out, you know. Um, and then, like, just following quarters, like, you got to be, especially as a business person, you have to be more in tune with that because a lot of finance, yes. like, a lot of stocks investments follow quarterly trends yes and this is this quarter right here is, is the money making quarter hello like we going into money making month like november december is money making month and i tell people all the time this is the time you make all your money but you need to be planning for the next year yeah mm-hmm. if you're not First planning for 2018 already you behind already i'm behind <laughs> <laughs> I'm, obviously, I'm the planner. Obviously, <laughs> she is. Because I just be like, mm-hmm. catch me, you catch me. You know, just free. That's all. Uh, <laughs> so, who are your role models outside of your industry? Outside of my industry? Outside of your industry. Oh, I mean, can I consider Diddy? Yes, yes. I want to be Diddy. Because he's, he's in my industry, but he's also outside of it. But Diddy is like he's in every industry, right? Yeah, really <laughs> is, Diddy is right? literally like my. He's everything. Diddy is gold. He is everything to me because I literally, I've been talking since I was in high school. People used to make fun of me because I used to call him my daddy. And people like, what is Diddy to like my daddy? Like, what's the issue? Like, right. I don't want to fight about it. Diddy could be my sugar daddy. Who like, want to fight about it? Like, and he claimed it on Twitter in 2012. So, but he's like just looking at the like the artists and the people that he's developed like, and the progression. People of like Diddy. say he's crazy and he's tough, but none of them can ever say that he hasn't done what he told them he was gonna do for exactly. them. Exactly. Like I was listening to um, 112 during an interview. Yeah. On the Breakfast Club, and it was like Diddy used to come like they would come up to a session late and Diddy be like y'all wanna go back to Atlanta like is that what this is <laughs> you wake up and that's the kind of person I am I just had a situation like that like I know it's kind of like off but like my my cheerleaders we, we uh practicing for competition originals is Sunday this mm-hmm. Sunday in Chicago now mind you we practice for competition so the girl coming to practice and I'm like 100 jumping jacks so she like I'm not doing those I'm like, 
get out, call your mom and tell her to come get you and don't come back. They like, the whole team with them and like, <gasps> competition is Sunday. So we're gonna have to change the whole team. I don't give a damn. We're going to change it then. What you're not going to do is play with my time. No. <laughs> you know, be, a, be a child for that matter. Tell exactly. Who are you talking to? Do. Get out. I'm not about to argue with you. Get out. Right. Get out. Because, I mean. <laughs> Period. <laughs> but no, yeah. Diddy is like everything to me. And then um, Mark Cuban is a really big person oh, I follow. I Mark, Cuban. Mark Cuban is a really big person I follow. Gary V. Is a very big person. He's, Vanderchuk or whatever. Yeah, Gary okay. Vanderchuk. Oh, he's a funny guy. He does. He's got the act. He's hilarious. Yeah, Gary but he's Vanderchuk. Very motivation. I yeah. love that he cusses so much. Me too. Yeah. It's him. Like, it's yeah. him. But at the same time, I'm kind of like I'm getting over it. I'm kind of getting over him as a person because I feel like his whole marketing scheme is if I curse, I relate more to the millennials. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the only way he does it. Like, I'm going to sound more cool if, if I, I'm doing, if, if I'm cursing and being like, oh, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. It's like, <laughs> okay, like, we get it, fuck it, but what's next? Like, tell me something I really need to learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you I like fuck him. it, sometimes it's not going to help me learn anything. I like him. <laughs> uh, Charlamagne's interview is like one of my favorites. Oh, my God. So, I hate Charlamagne. So, so raw, I love it. Yeah, I realize I hate Charlamagne. I also hate Joe Budden. I I have a love hate relationship with Charlamagne. I say that I have a love hate because he's actually funny. He's I think funny. he's hilarious, and I like that he's, he's always the same Charlamagne. You're not yes. gonna see two different sides of Charlamagne. But he's you know, I tell people all the time, y'all know who he is, right? Y'all know who he used to like. Wendy Williams. He's Wendy Williams. <laughs> yeah, that's his. Yeah, that was his. That's his. <laughs> You laughing, but that's serious. Yeah, he, 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 yeah. Worked right up he, he worked right up, and they beefed him out. Yeah, they got beefed. But they hate each other. Aww. He was like, um, like she reported either. something about somebody's marriage, and he was like, why don't you talk about the fact that you might be a man? Like, he just like started going off. So yeah, yeah. it's really weird. But like you, start, you like you literally like you're her. Yeah, she, she said she she put you in the position that you are. Damn. Nobody was doing Wendy. And Wendy, Wendy was the only one doing Wendy. Was Wendy, Wendy got into an argument with Wendy Houston. On the radio. And Wendy Houston her like, girl, I'm about to pull up. Like, she playing with me. Her and Amorosa, that was a good one. That was a good one. I feel like Wendy I won that one, honestly. Yeah. I think Wendy won that one. I thought nobody say. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> I agree. Anyways, so guys, it's time to take a break. All right, we'll, we'll be back. back. We'll be back. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Jermaine, one third of the New Kids. And I just want to remind you to check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes at the New Kids LLC. Follow us on social media, Twitter at the New Kids LLC. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you want to be on our show, you can email us at the New Kids LLC at gmail.com. Once again, that's the New Kids LLC at gmail.com. Okay, let's get back to the show. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, um, and you talked about this um, a little bit earlier, like your transition back here and dealing with depression and things like that. Would you consider that your uh, the scariest part of your career so far? Or like, if not, what has been the scariest part of your career so far? I would consider that the scariest part because for this specific um for this specific business mm-hmm. this is the one I'm really passionate about okay this is the one that's lasted the longest um I started this in February of this year and I'm going on my first year obviously in February so um depression is really real like not having clientele or finding out you're doing things the wrong way or you know, yeah. first year business owner is always going to be so hard, you know, and it's always that fight against like, do I just give up and quit? Should yeah. I get a job? Should I do this? And, you know, you always going to have that in the back of your mind. You just really got to push forward because the moment you're ready to quit is going to be the moment when your blessing about to come through. Yeah. yeah, especially like you talk about, you know, coming back and your friends have changed. You all have evolved. So you're yeah. not around this, you know, same environment. And I think we can all kind of relate to that in an instance. Um, how did like how did you pull yourself out of that? How did you? How did that happen? Well, you know what? I've always I'm a very social person. Mm-hmm. I'm a very, very social person. And literally for two months straight, I wasn't doing nothing. And this might sound crazy, but this is when it all changed. Um, so my cousins who I grew up with, their grandmother died and we hadn't seen each other maybe over 10 years. 
and we got reconnected. So we started hanging out. And from there, it all just kind of started happening. I was I was hanging out more. I was I had somebody to hang out with. Mm-hmm. Literally, me coming back home, my 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 childhood best friend is like one of them. He goes to Michigan State, and he was doing. Um, he just graduated with his degree in engineering, mm-hmm. and he got a project rebuilding a Breslin Center out there. Mm-hmm. And then um, that was it. And then my other like best friend she lives in Nashville so I was like people who I know who like relate to like what I like to do who I am as a person don't live in Michigan Mm -hmm. you know like my other close friends who I go to school with they in Ohio yeah you know so I was going up to Ohio like every other week (laughs) I'm here they like dang I thought you was gone like I'm like no I'm here (laughs) I'm at at home right (laughs) but um So, yeah, I kind of just, I I really had to physically change my mindset. Um, I'm a firm believer in positivity and spreading positive energy and putting positive things in the air. And I just had to really tell myself, like, okay, like, and during that time of me transitioning back home was I was really going through, like, a lot of financial issues. Mm -hmm. I was struggling in school. So I was going through a lot during that time as well. I was going with health issues. So it was everything. And I'm just like... I'm at the lowest of the lowest, but I knew that, like, I have to keep going. I got to keep going because I have people who was watching me. I got people who wrote for me. So you just got to really force yourself to be like, all right, you got to keep doing it. Like, just don't give up. And now it's like, now I'm waking up every day so excited. Like, what can I do next? What client can I reach out to? What new client can I get today? What person can I talk to? What what bar can I go to mm-hmm. just to get a, a, a glass of wine? Because I'm a food connoisseur. Yeah. <laughs> I am a fat ass. Love food. Listen, like food is amazing. Food. It's a nice place. <laughs> if I could right. marry food, we would be together. <laughs> so, what's been the most rewarding part of your career so far? Um, really being able to help a lot of other people. Like, I've been in this whole artist scene, music industry, marketing thing since like 2012, and people have always seeing what I was able to do and I was like ask me advice here and there like okay, like I said people come to the time like well I got this business I want to start I don't know how to go about doing it mm-hmm. or um, can you help me start my business or can you help me get a logo or just being able to provide people with the the knowledge of marketing and being able to help them get their business on the ground there's many businesses that's out right now that y'all probably heard of and shopped with and hang people hang y'all hang around who i've helped develop their whole business before i became done creative agency Mm -hmm. so 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 now see that people are like really like listening to me and taking my words and like paying attention i think it's really dope to just see like my work like flourishing so what advice would you give to those who are looking to refine their brand but can't necessarily afford consulting right now? Call me. <laughs> That's real. Call me. We can work something out, a little paper play. That's <laughs> real. <laughs> but no, um, social media. Start with your social media. Mm-hmm. Social media. If I can give advice to anybody, we're in the day and age where social media is king. Yes. And if your social media does not reflect your lifestyle and your brand, you'll never win. You'll never win. What I realize is 80% of the average online customer will find your personal social media first before they find your, or they'll find a second, either or, but for example, how many of y'all, before y'all shop with the online company, that y'all know you find a person's Instagram and go to their page first to see how they how mm-hmm. their page look. Before you buy something, you're like, dang, well, let me just see what's going on in their life. It needs to reflect. It needs to be a clear image. Like, all right, I know that I'm a high style I'm a I'm a I'm an uppity kind of person. So I want the person I'm shopping with to be the same way. And that might sound crazy. People think like, oh no, that don't matter. It matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you want to feel like, hmm, they might be a little bit professional. They know what they're talking about. You, they might know what they're talking about. Just you know, social media sales, whatever you want them to sell. That's the thing. You know what I'm saying? So 
you go to somebody's Instagram and if they in a club turn up, you're gonna be like, oh, they're not about their business. I already want to shop with them. I feel like I'm not gonna get my stuff in time or I'm not gonna get what I want. It's gonna be too expensive. Yeah. You know, you're gonna come up with all of these reasons as to why to not shop with them. But if you go to somebody's page and it's very clean pictures and it's just them and like out in little cute places and dressed up nice, I'm like, oh, this is real cute. Like, let me see what they got going on. Let me see if I can buy something real quick. So, how do you stay inspired? I literally would compare with it and tell myself to keep going. Mm-hmm. As crazy as it is, like I like I said, my my whole story of where I came from to where I'm at now to even what I'm going through now is really deep. And one day I will have the courage to tell like my full story. Mm-hmm. You know, um but I've always, since I was a kid, can remember I've always been the person to when I walk out my front door of my home. Whatever's going on there, I'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. I never carry my emotions to different situations. Mm-hmm. You know, um... Because it doesn't help. It doesn't help. I've never been a person to wear my emotions like that. Yeah. So, you know, I used to be the kid in school, like, if I had a bad day, it was like, what the hell is going on? My teachers was like, what's going on? Like, usually you got a big smile. You, yeah. You, you're full of energy, you know, um, which is, you know, very rare for me to just come into power. So I've always been that person to really just... I've, I taught myself how to motivate myself at a young age. Keep going, you know, dealing with homosexuality and denying who you are as a person. And, you know, um, especially having Jamaican yeah. uh, family. That's like, well, what's going on? And then not only the Jamaican family is like that, but your regular family is like that too. You know, uh, just, you know, I, I, I really motivated myself at a young age. Like, listen, you cannot stress yourself out about stuff that you don't have no control mm. over because stress That's will literally kill you. I tell people that all the time, stress will kill you. If it's something that you ain't got no control over, even if you do got control over it, the only thing you can do is say, fuck it and go with it. That's yeah. it. You about to get evicted? Fuck it. I found somewhere to go after it. Like, fuck it. Like, that's how I used to be at school. Like, I had my own apartment. I'm like, damn, I'm about to get evicted this month. My, but fuck it. Like, I'm, I figure, I'll it, figure out. it out. I got friends who house I can stay with for the yeah. remainder of the semester. Like, you really just got to be able to, like, say fuck it. Because saying fuck it allows you to move on to the next thing that might be more important. You know what I'm saying? If you so worried about being evicted, you might miss that blessing that's coming for more money for you to pay your rent because yeah. you're so worried about that. You're so depressed about that that you don't want to get up and go out. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to apply for jobs. You don't want to go to school. You don't want to go to class. Get the ball rolling. You don't want to get the ball rolling. But if you be like, fuck it, I'm a, it's it. if I'm going to handle it, I'm going to it. You might get up one day and be like, shit, somebody might call you like, I need you to do something quick for me for $1,500. You're like, bet, let's do it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> So, tip of the day. (laughs) So, how do you feel your creative well? And this could be like favorite books, podcasts, movies, food, TV, whatever. I've always been a creative person. Um, But I really, I pay attention to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like, I follow like a lot of brand influencers, especially social media people. Um, And people who like in the marketing, they might kind of know some of the people, but I follow like a guy like named Brand with Drew. It's a kid who graduated from Howard, started his own marketing company, got like huge like following, got like major clientele. You know, um, I like event planning. So I'm always thinking about how to, I've done a couple of events. I did showcases, I did networking mixers. Mm-hmm. I'm always, I always sit down and research and Google like what's the best ways for me to go about doing something. I never want to copy somebody, but I always do want your to Google searches, people. Yes, Google saves lives. Google saves lives <laughs> for free and get for you degrees. Unsure about something, please Google it first, please. I love Google. Yes. I would have made it through it without Google. Listen, I would have yeah. made it through life without Google. Without Google, any like college career without Google, I still be Googling like my college systems. Like, <laughs> right? My like, 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 yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> That's the only conclusion I come yep, to. Yeah, like, oh, I'm Google no, search my symptoms. Like, oh, I'm cancer. That's it. Nice to that's really how it be though but yeah no just research 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 um and what I was going to earlier that's what I was going to go to earlier when it comes to creativity and like when you asked me like what's my ideal marketing thing and I was like I don't want to throw no shade I feel like nowadays and it goes back to what I said earlier as well it's about like you have to be passionate about what you're doing mm-hmm. I feel like nowadays a lot of people are feeling like oh I got 20,000 Instagram followers so 
they feel like marketing is basically just pay me $20 to mm-hmm. promote Yo, Instagram on my page. followers don't matter unless you are a model, people. <laughs> and, like, even then, even then, and even, even then, even then, you know, um, and where I was going with that was basically like a lot of people start marketing companies and feel like, oh, it's just, it's graphics. It's a website. It's, it's, um, just, I'm going to, you're going to pay me $30 to promote you on my personal social media page because I got 40,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Marketing is more than that. You know, you have to naturally have the gift of gab. You have to mm-hmm. naturally have a business mindset. You have to naturally be a creative person to work in this field or you would never. You have to make people want to pay attention to you. Exactly. You got to be able to walk in a room and take control and be like, this is what it is. This is what you need to do for your business. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want it like that, then you can't hire me. Like, I tell you all the time, you can't afford me. You can't afford me because I'm not going to lowball myself because nothing's out of 10. I can guarantee you every marketing person you talk to ain't on my level. Mm-hmm. They probably half assing it. I'm going to give you my whole last proposal and everything else <laughs> and tell you what you need to fix, tell you how you, I can increase your shit, mm-hmm. how I can bring in money for your shit, mm-hmm. everything. <laughs> you know, and if, if the person you talk to before me can't do that or after me, you need to get together. Yeah. <laughs> so, as a returner um, to the city of Detroit, mm-hmm. from your perspective, where do you think our generation is needed the most in the city? The schools. This is a very favorite or yes. frequent answer from the a lot schools. Of our- I think the schools. I one thing I've always, always, always been a fan of is male teachers. Mm-hmm. I feel like male teachers. We need a lot more male teachers. I agree. A lot more male teachers. And I feel like the perfect place to... I just feel like middle school could just be full of male teachers. I tell people that all the time. <laughs> but people really don't want to deal with middle school children like that. that but that is the, that's the that's age, age where you can really get your hands. Age. That's the age where they decide if they're going to go off yes. and do whatever the fuck they want to do. Or the age when they really decide that, like, you know, I've got people behind me who are supporting my dreams. Like, I can yeah. really go after my dreams. Yes. Like, that's the age that we really, really, really got to focus on. Absolutely. And I really just wish like Yes. Absolutely. And I really feel like we need like more after school programs. We need Mm -hmm. more rec centers. Um you know, sports I used to be up in the air about sports, but I think after school sport activities is a great thing, excuse me. Um it's a great thing. If it's not your thing, that's cool. But I would recommend a lot of kids in sports because in pal and pop warner, though it is a little crazy sometimes. A lot of kids do find a father figure there. They have somebody oh, they yeah. can go to about situations. Support system. Support Just system. You know, structure, like, period. Like, yeah. so kids have, don't, you know, don't And me coaching them. now, that's what made me realize that where it's like, at first I was like, I was like, this, 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 this. And I had to realize like, yo, like we all going through stuff. And I had to sit down with my girls like, listen, I understand. Mm-hmm. We all going through stuff. If y'all ever didn't talk about anything. Yeah. And that's when like, our practices did a shit. It was mm-hmm. like they understood. Like, okay, I know. That because you did a lot something. of kids, like, they may have parents or they may have teachers, but like that mentor, like that coach yeah. or that like person outside of they that really element, they can, yeah, they can relate they, to. Yeah. Um, but education is a definitely a hot topic that a lot of people speak about, and even for me, like middle school, I remember my male teachers. Um, shout out to Mr. Pitts. Yes, shout out to Mr. Pitts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Nagy. And Mr. Parrish, shout out to y'all. Um, but just having that influence in your life is important. You mm-hmm. you remember good teachers. You do. I remember. Mm-hmm. I remember yes. my good teachers yes. from every grade mm-hmm. level. Okay, because they leave an impression. They, they leave an impact. Yeah. They shape your perception. All of that. Um, so, where do you see yourself in five years? So. I'm gonna yes. bring up this tweet that you got. Uh-oh. Oh, snap. Tweet Uh-oh. On Twitter. And it says, got your logo and everything. And it says, reminder, this date, three years from now, I'll be living in New York, running a successful marketing agency, handling million dollar businesses. And this was January 3rd of this year. And so we are coming up on the next year. You know, okay, so with that being said, <laughs> um, what is the next step for you? What do you think the next step for you is in attaining that goal? The next step for me, um, the next step for me is graduate. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about to get my degree, and then that's when I'm going to take that, that step to move to New York. Um, but essentially, 
I made that tweet before I realized what we have here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my goal has changed mm-hmm. to where now I want to have my headquarter office here. Yes. But then I want another one in New York. Then I want one in LA. In, in London. London. And one in London. And one in Paris. Exactly. Got a list. International. That's my that's my slogan. Why be local when you could be international? Yes. yes. So, um, but yeah, so I'm just going to keep putting the right foot in front of the left foot and keep going and just taking that daily step every day to obtain my goals mm-hmm. and really just grind hard. Okay. Our last question of the podcast. If you could switch places with someone for one week, who would it be? Mind you, you switching places with this person, you're getting all their problems. Money problems. Diddy! 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 Baby mama's too. All of them. <laughs> it's only two. It is only two. Yeah. It's Unless only two. You get Cassie. You get, Cassie. You get, Cassie. You get Cassie. I get Cassie. I become an 800 millionaire. 800 millionaire. <laughs> About to be a billionaire. Who's I get the hottest clothes. Yes. I look good. I get yes. my own liquor. No, no one the knowledge. Like, the knowledge. Can we get Diddy on the podcast? Please. Can we, we speak, speak it into existence? Speak it into existence. Diddy, we coming for you. Yes. I literally... Y'all have, did y'all watch his... Um, his Can't stop on stop? Yeah. Twice. Powerful. <laughs> back to back. Literally. I, watch it. I watched it once and then I watched it again. Powerful. There Another good one to watch is Chris Brown's. Really? I heard his was good. It's I on Netflix. It's, it's on Netflix. Mm. It's really, really good. He talks about like the whole Rihanna situation and what happened. Mm-hmm. He talked about from me childhood, being on drugs. He talked about everything. And I, it really just made me like a super team breezy person. And anybody who disagrees, who hates Chris Brown, I'll fight you. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, I need to that was very serious. That was very serious. <laughs> Y'all can't see his face, but he's very serious. So, we are at the end of our lovely podcast episode. We want to thank you, Desmond, of course, for Get coming. Dropping your knowledge. She messing up on these sound effects. We're going to get it. It we said it in seven minutes ago. I'm still <laughs> on my farts. Girl. Now. Oh my God. Okay. Won't so. even need the farts. Unless you don't fart one of my answers. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Desmond, drop all of your social media handles, um, your professional Instagram, Twitter, all mm-hmm. that good stuff. So, all of my personal, I don't need you on my Facebook. I don't add people on Facebook unless <laughs> I really, really know you. Um, I feel that. But. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, it's all the same thing. Mr. Done, it all done. It's spelled D-U-N-N. Um, and then my Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook uh, for my business is Done Creative Agency. And if you need work, you can email me at donecreativeagency at gmail.com. My website is coming soon. And um, yeah, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for being here. And as for us, you can find the New Kids on Instagram and Twitter at the New Kids LLC. You can find us on SoundCloud at the New Kids Detroit. We are also on iTunes at the New Kids LLC. Um, can y'all think of anything else? Everything is the New Kids LLC. Mm-hmm. Facebook, all that. Except for SoundCloud. Yeah, except for SoundCloud. That's the only one. Detroit. No, Detroit. Detroit. Well, I don't know where you get this radio from. Because it's SoundCloud and it's radio, and so I just be thinking. Okay, girl. No. And that is all, folks. Over and out. 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 Out.